0: Put your hands together and welcome your very own Dunstable Town Podcast.
1: Welcome everybody back to another episode of the Talk of the Town Podcast, your home of all Dunstable Town stuff. Uh, I am your host, Andy Burroughs. As always, I am joined by my good friend and Dunstable Vice Chairman, Mr. Matt Carrington. Matty, how are you, mate? Yeah, do you know what? Pretty positive considering the result last night. <laughs> yeah, mate. I'm. Do you know what? I'm all right. I, you know, I've listened to Joe's post-match again today. I've listened to it back. And yeah, I'm pretty much the same. But uh, Matty, we haven't come alone today, my man. Uh, this guy can often be seen marauding down the wing now on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon. Uh, as we always say on this podcast, our guest today is the the great man himself. The legend that is Mr. Carl Davison Gordon. Dave, what's up, mate?
2: I'm good, thank you. Um, thanks for having me on, guys. I've uh... Uh, been asking for much the entire time a bit of but it's fine I'm only getting on now.
1: <laughs> oh god he had to get it in did he but Dave it's good to have a, it's good to have you on mate obviously Dave we sit here uh nearly 24 hours removed uh from our exit of the Dudley Lantham Cup last night going down 2-0 to uh to Leighton Town, obviously we'll have my, it's obviously different. It's always good when me and Matt do these, but Dave, it's always good to get a view of someone that played in the game last night. Obviously you might've listened to what Joe had to say after the game. He was pretty upbeat, mate. And he was like, he basically said the same to say to his players after the game. He said, look, I don't want no doom and gloom. I don't want no people not smiling. I want the music on in the change room. Yep, yeah, It's never easy to lose a game of football, Dave, but what was it like to play in mate? what did you make of last night?
2: Yeah, I mean, um, like Joe said, it's it's really easy to get re- uh, down about games when you lose them. Uh, it's really easy to get high about games when you win. But uh, at the end of the day, I think we went into it knowing it was going to be a tough challenge and, uh, you know, playing in that game, I thought it was it was a quite a scrappy game, well fought. And, you know, at the end of the day, we went down to two, you know, jammy goals, really. Um, the first ones, you know, Nine times out of ten, that ball drops and it's cleared out of the box. It's unfortunately just hit one of our players and gone in. And second goal, you know, it's a great header, but I think, again, we've done things in the build up to that where we could have been better. And uh, again, another day kind of saves it or it goes over. So uh, I don't think we have anything to, you know, really be down about from the game. And um, I thought we fought hard, we played good football, we had the chances to get back into it, um, and it just didn't fall our way in the end.
1: Yeah I mean was it a case of like you know like, say Webby had that chance like so early on um literally like i think in the first like 30 seconds of the game he was through 1 on 1 they've had one chance and probably and scored a very good header but apart from that like joe said neither keeper has really made a save it it felt like a scrappy game to watch and you like like you said it was it did it feel like a really really scrappy game to play because it wasn't it wasn't the normal like type of late and Dunstable game that were kind of new to it. Did, like you've said there, it was scrappy, there wasn't many chances and you know what I mean? It was just... it's like, And like me and Joe said after the game, it was just like, it was just a weird game of football, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, no, I completely agree and I think you... Like, the first five minutes of the game sums up everything, really. You know, we've gone down one end, had a great chance to score, we didn't take it. What was it, about 30 seconds after think. Yeah, I think so, mate. Yeah, come down, you know, a bit of a scrappy corner yeah. and... They've scored off a bit, but then you look at the game after that, and we've defended every corner into the box. I don't think they've really had a chance from from a cross after that.
1: No, nah, nah, so, no, yeah. you're right. Yeah, no, you're yeah. you're right. You're right, mate. You're right. I mean, uh, Matty, what was your? I stood with you for the uh, first half of the game, mate, and then you had to go and be a steward behind the goal for the second half <laughs> of the game. Um, what did you uh, What did you make of uh, the the two 0 defeat last night, mate?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you've summed it up quite well. You know, both teams had uh, really. Good Chances early on, obviously. Unfortunately, I think it would come off Rory's boot, and as uh, Davo says, usually that's cleared away. Uh, just unfortunately, it went in the wrong direction there, but um, yeah, I mean, we obviously didn't test uh, Zavi enough, if I'm honest with you. And every time we did, he was going down like there was a sniper in the stands, but that's <laughs> that's a conversation for a different time. Um, but yeah, overall, I was I was really pleased. I think, um, I have to say, uh, Luke considering he got booked very early on for what looked like quite a soft challenge for me, again, partisan, I know, but considering he got that early booking, he was able to adapt his game, especially in the second half. And it, it didn't uh, feel as though it was, uh, you know, uh, having to do the the job with one hand, time riding his back uh, for the whole game. And that was positive. Um, I was quite pleased the fact that was able to uh, bring on Dennis. I think he was really good when he come on, albeit for a couple of minutes, uh, but yeah, just need to start uh, creating some more chances and obviously getting uh, getting some shots off in the final third. But yeah, overall, I mean, you know, I didn't want the Timport only Cup anyway. Yeah, it's not, it's not the prestigious Dudley Laughing Cup now. It's the the, the, the nobody wants it Dudley Laughing Cup. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward. It's it's been a good lesson, I think, for Joe and the boys, and uh, we move on Saturday.
1: Yeah, exactly. David. how does this? I mean, a lot of, a lot of fans have mentioned, I, I personally don't think this will matter, but does it affect league form going into Saturday or like me and Joe said in the post-match? And I know Joe well enough to say that, like, he, like you say, he's already working from Saturday backwards. So he was already prepping for Saturday with kind of yesterday, not on the back burner, but you know, he wasn't taking it as seriously. And I'm sure Bertram at Leighton, you know I mean? He's, I've read, I saw his interview today on YouTube. and He was like, look, it's good to get to a final, but my god, it's another game and another fixture they're going to try and squeeze in. Whether they're like us, they're trying to get in that top two, uh, Debo. I mean, it, will it affect obviously going into this weekend's game? And as we like, like Joe says, if we try and push into the top two,
2: no, I don't think it affects us. Um, you know, we're we're all mature enough, and we've all been around football long enough to be able to take a defeat and uh, move on from it. Um, you know, what we've done very well is when we ha- haven't had results go away, we do bounce back very well. So I think, um, you know, we, we've dusted ourselves off of the game. I think, you know, obviously it's never nice to lose, but we forget about it. We go to Thursday, get into training, you know, find out what Joe wants us to do, take it on board and we just go again Saturday. You know, once the game's done now, we can't change anything that's happened in it. So... We just look forward to Sheffield on Saturday and bringing in three points so we can continue moving up that table and get ourselves into that promotion position.
1: Yeah, no, hundred percent, mate. Couldn't agree more. Uh, David, one thing that was quite confusing last night. You were on the pitch. How, how did the Leighton Town player get sent off, and what the hell happened?
2: Uh, <laughs> it's a very good question. I, I, to be honest, I can't really tell you. Um, from what I from what I understand, uh, Leon wanted uh, to sub himself off referee wanted to talk to him as he's walked away he's, he's told the ref in uh not so many nice words to go away <laughs> and uh the ref said if you don't come here I'm sending you off he didn't come and that was it
1: oh my god Leon, that,
2: that, that Leon, what it was said, gone a little bit there yeah so was it a know, straight
0: red or a second yellow uh
2: straight red i think
0: straight
1: redded him oh, for that red. oh my god man yeah, so, but... Matt, does that affect the cup final in this cup, or does it? Will that just be for league games now? It's, it's going to
0: be for all games. So basically, that will be once the um, ban takes place. That's going to be him out for three league games. That's oh, that's quite geez. a bit more <laughs> yeah
1: Geez, my fucking... yeah. Um, Dave, obviously, I know I don't want you to get into too much of it, mate. But obviously, I stand next to Matt most weeks, and obviously you can probably hear him from the pitch. <laughs> how, what's it what how do you take somebody officiating in this league, mate? Because obviously I can see some frustrations on the pitch uh, on a weekly basis. I definitely see it on the dugout with Joe and Dirks, and oh my god, it's like sometimes you know, poor old Joe is having to be like a pooping teacher to calm everyone down sometimes because he's the manager and he'll get the brunt of it. Matt said and me, said of many times in his podcast that Sometimes I think the officials do let themselves down. I thought the guy for both teams, for Dunstable and Leighton last night, let himself down quite a lot. I mean, I thought we could have had a penalty right near the end, if I'm honest. I was standing right near that. And, you yeah, know, they're, it's they're it's left. Like yeah, <laughs> I thought it was a penalty. But, you know, i am going to say that I'm a Dunstable fan. But I generally <laughs> thought it was a penalty. But, Davo, what's, uh, what's the consensus really amongst like the players and stuff with the officiating that we've seen so far this season?
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, when, when you're in the game here at the moment, you're riled up, you want things to go your way and it's easy to get caught up in the refs. You know, they are human. It's, it's a job that nobody really wants. I'm surprised we we get the refs that we do anyway. Um, But when you're on the pitch, it, it's hard to kind of keep those emotions in check and, you know, you've got to be really careful what you say these days, how you react to things. And, you know, week in, week out, it's literally from one end of the scale to the other. You can have a ref that you know, it will talk to you. Even if the decisions are wrong, he'll still try and explain it to you. And you'll get some refs like we had um, last weekend where he told Robbie not to talk to him from the first minute of the game. Wow. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to take anything away from referees because I sure as hell wouldn't want to do it. But it is hard not having that level of consistency but you know, as much as we complain, it's it's all throughout the leagues as well. You know, you, you look and you watch the Premier League, and the amount of decisions going wrong there, and they're having video assistants checking things. Mm. So you know, coming down to to our level, you, you can't expect a, a referee to get everything right all the time. I think for us as players, it's just we we want that level of communication. Um, mm. You know, you know, the best thing a ref can do is if he's going if he's made a decision. and I get it, you know. If you have ten players run at you, you're not going to want to talk to anyone. But you know that little level of communication goes so far, and it, it helps the players to respect them more, and it just makes their lives that little bit easier. Just being able to talk things through rather than having a bit bit too much of an ego.
1: Yeah, I think that's the main thing. Not having to. the the good referees had. I think we had the female set of matter a couple of episodes ago. The female ref a couple of weeks ago. Zero ego, really easy to talk to. She seemed approachable, seemed to run the game well. Uh, the Leighton Town game at home, obviously that was a referee from, I think, two or three leagues above. Approachable, not didn't make it all about him. I think, and you know, speaking of someone, I've played football and, and, you know, if you can always approach a referee, I think that is half the battle won. If referees are just like, like you said, can't chat to Robbie, can't chat to him from the first minute of the game, you know, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, we heard comments, where we were ch- I was chatting to a couple of Leighton Town fans they are friends of mine, um from from work last night and you know they were coming up to me saying oh the referee's already been warned about your bench this is before the game day you know what i mean it's the same at tring when we got there oh you know one of their their officials went over and said oh you need to be aware of the Dunstable campaign so this is all going on before a game and i'm sure this isn't just Dunstable. this probably happens up and down the league where do you think it's wrong that referees and officials are coming into games with like preconceptions
2: yeah, obviously, obviously it's wrong, but at the end of the day, that that's life. And uh, I think the team that Joe's put together, the bench that he's put together, the coaching staff that he's put together, all incredibly passionate people. And you know, it, it can easily be construed in the wrong way. Um, so whether or not we we have that preconception coming into games is is what we do on the pitch that really ultimately affects it. And you know, we, we you get referees that. Are, it was super soft, and you know, nothing goes. You get some pick referees that will let anything go, as we've seen throughout the season. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, it's not right, but it's just the way life is, and you can only do what you can do with it.
1: Yeah, exactly, mate. Exactly. Uh, Dave, obviously, um being at Dunstable Town now for a little while what is the Dunstable Town experience like i mean i'm fortunate enough to like speak to you guys quite a lot and i know the, the work that well the, the work that joe puts in behind the scenes and people like matt doing everything what's it like being a dunstable town player compared to other clubs that you've been at because i've seen some of the stuff that joe does behind the scenes and he's been kind enough to share some stuff with me and i'm like Oh, my God, mate, this is incredible. I'd love to have had some of the stuff he does now with Dirks and Jammers and Anthony and everyone else. When I was a player, I was like, mate, I would have loved to have had half the stuff that you do and the effort that goes in behind the scenes. That's what not a lot of people see. A lot of people that listen to this, you know, they turn up on a Saturday, they turn up on a Tuesday, watch a game of football and go home. So... I can kind of see it from like Joe and Dirk's point of view, like when they sometimes might get frustrated on the sidelines because they meticulously worked on something on a Thursday or they've told a certain player to do this and it hasn't been done or when something does go really well, you're like, there you go. That's what we've worked on. What's the Dunstable Town experience been like for you?
2: Uh, it, do you know what? It, it's, it's a community at the end of the day. Um, you know, I don't think I've been in a team where every, every player gets along with everybody else. You know, and it's... it's it's the same as you know a family like we'll we'll fight we we'll have arguments you know you can't tell you the amount of times everyone people have had an argument with each other, but
1: oh that's some of them training games, mate. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, well exactly. Like, you, you walk away from those training games, you think we'd hate with each other. But no, you, you know, like it, it is, and the the level of training that we get, the level of coaching, even the analysis that we get, um, it's it's second to none, and um, you know you you've got to be pushing into. League One, League Two, Championship to be getting the level of analysis that we get off our off of our coaches, and um, you know it. You, you can fully understand why uh, Joe and Dirk get so frustrated when they when they do spend time, you know, drilling something into us, and if we don't do it, it you know you you get gonna get annoyed at it. But at the end of the day, you get annoyed for five seconds, and then ten seconds later, you're you're back to loving each other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, it's you know, it's probably the happiest I've been playing football since probably I was out in America. And that was, you know, living and eating and doing everything with the guys every day for four years. So I think that says a lot in terms of what we're kind of building here at Dunstable.
1: Mm. Matt, what's the experience? Obviously, like Davo mentioned there, what's been the experience from like a vice chairman's point of view with like just how meticulous uh, like uh, Joe and Dirks and even all the players are with all, like the studying they do for like set plays. And you need to be here for this. You need to be back in the day. It needs to be walking the change room. there's your set plays on the on the on the wall kind of thing. This is who you're marking from corners. Matt, you must see it as well. Like you've seen managers come and go at Dunstable Town. Is it even surprised you of how meticulous like Joe Joe is?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I've said before when he uh, had, had his initial interview with me and a few of the other directors and um, we he was the last one of the day and, you know, I think we were pretty much decided on uh, one option that we may go in, um, but the, all these people coming in about, all these players they could bring to the table, what sort of um, football they would be bringing to the party, et cetera. And then Joe walks through the door and, you know, he's – he. He fills the room really, really well, just on his own. He's, he's got a good uh, manner and, a, you know, he's, he's so passionate when he talks. And then he breaks out his portfolio about all the ideas, uh, all these uh, different tactical changes and all these bits and pieces that he's going to be uh, looking to initiate because he's been doing it previously. And again, you know, we ha- we were going in, looking to go potentially in one direction and he's just blown us out of the water. And from the second we uh, saw these bits and pieces that he um, brought out, we knew this was the guy for us. And as yeah, as uh, Davo says, you know the, the analysis he sends us—we've never asked for it. Let me just be uh, clear on that. But he wants us to know exactly what he's doing. So he has every player analysed of the the amount of minutes they've played, uh, all their sort of wins and losses, all these sort of uh, bits and pieces. It's so meticulous. I've, you know, I've I've not been around that long, but I've never seen it before. Uh, And as uh, Devo says again, you know, even up to probably uh, conference, uh, league one, league two, I think there's teams out there that would not be having this level of analysis and, you know, detail and work that's put into it. It's just a different world, honestly. Uh, Dave, I wanted to have a quick conversation with you about the, the injury you got and just... Uh, first and foremost, I'm really pleased you're back because you know I think you had such a a great dimension down that left wing. I mean, you know, you <laughs> I keep on calling you Davo Carlos just because of the amount of time <laughs> you're pinging that ball in. But obviously, when you got your injury, that was that was quite bad. Um, how involved do the the, the people who aren't in the team and you know are obviously out for a, a period of time? How involved are they in the you know the preparation, everything like that?
2: Uh, you know, even even being out of the squad, um, you know, is is again, it's how much how much you want to put in. Uh, for me, I was at, I, don't know, I think I uh, I think I missed one game whilst I was out injured. Um, but you know, even even being out injured and going into training sessions, you know, Joe's always talking to, you, he's always kind of asking opinions on things. What you thought about this aspect of the training session? What you think about that aspect? So it's like, you never really feel like you're you're not part of the squad anymore, um, which is like when you get injured, it's really easy to do. You know, you, you don't go to games, you don't go to training. You, you, you won't speak to your manager for however long you're injured. Um, so for me, I think, it, you know, I, I still felt part of the squad. I still felt like my opinion was valued the entire time I was out injured. Um, but, it, you know, it was also nice to kind of know that I was kind of wanted back and missed a little bit. It's always nice to have the ego stroked. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, you know, I, I felt massively involved the entire time I was out, and you know, it was, it, it was nice at the same time to kind of have the uh, have the different side of it and watch it from the sidelines for a while. And yeah, we and, miss like, you, Dayro, standing with us, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's just because I could get told off for shouting at the uh, the other opposition one, managers too much. At one point,
1: we had you, Alfie, Crellier start playing. Yes, is a good little, a good little group we got here going yeah. here on a Saturday afternoon. Thank but I'd, I'd rather have you on the picture if I'm honest.
2: I think at one point you started looking at our injury list. You can make a whole <laughs> other
1: team out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could do. I'm glad some of you are back on the pitch, mate. Trying to, you know, but getting having a drink with you guys on a Saturday afternoon is not good for my health, Dave. But um, <laughs> Dave, if we could um, if we could peel back the curtain a little bit, obviously I don't want you don't you're not going to give away any tactics and like that. But what's it like post-match and pre-match uh, with Joe, mate? Obviously, like like I say, a lot of people turn up on a Saturday. So obviously after we after the defeat yesterday, you've got training on Thursday. How meticulous is it is it for you uh, as players? So like, what do you go in on a Thursday expecting to do? Is it just like, you know, a lot of teams used to either go in and go, right, this team play like this this weekend and we're going to set up like this. That's not a Joe Dealey team. Joe worries about how we can influence a game and how we can impact a game. What is it like for you guys when you turn up for training? Obviously, you know, you could be working on different things, but I feel it's like a little bit different at Dunstable.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, we go in and we we have time, you know, we get there
1: quarter to eight and we,
2: we have a bit of time to sit down with just the guys and you know we'll chat about whatever games we've had or just have a nice little chat with each other and then you know we get down to business we, we go in we sit down we have a, a breakdown of the week that's led up to training um you know kind of things that went wrong things that went right where we're going to go for the weekend um and then that leads straight into training where we're we're out you know like you say it's, it's really easy for a lot of managers to go right this is how xyz line up and this is what we're going to do to counter that and it's Different with Dunstable is we go in, we don't think about what the other team do. We purely focus on what we do and how we're going to play in that situation. So, you know, we're, we're, we'll get our formation, we'll get our lineup, and we, you know, we'll spend some time. We're, we get the technical stuff out of the way, a little bit of a warm up and stuff like that. But, you know, a lot of the, the session is either if, you know, if we're going for an attacking setup on the day, we'll spend a load of time, you know, running for our, um, Attacking possession. If we're look, looking looking maybe be a little bit more defensive, we'd focus a little bit more towards the defense. But at the end of the day, the main focus is on us and not the other squad.
1: Mm, yeah, definitely. Uh David, what kind of role do you obviously you've played football for a long time, mate? Not making you feel old or nothing, but we've got players like you and Alfie, uh, you know, all other players in the squad. Uh, what kind of role do you play maybe with the younger lads in the squad, mate? I mean, you know, I hear you always the time. Like I hear people like you and Krilly and Alfie and everyone else on a Saturday talking to these young boys, but you know, me and Matt say this all the time. You've got to remember, we've got like Rory, we've got sellers, we've got Ethan, you've got Jardel. They're all young lads what kind of role do you guys play in like helping these young guys? Obviously I'm not saying help them as in hold their hand. They're all good footballers. They don't need guiding through a game of football, but what it's good to have the people like yourself and Crilly and Alfie in a team, just like there, if they need some, like some advice, basically.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't think we actively go out and, you know, start trying to give them advice and, you know, hold a hand and lead them to X, Y, and Z position. But I think we're, we're just there, you know, we've, we between us all we've all experienced different things we've all been at different levels um, you know in and out of football um but we're, we're just there it's almost like a an older brother kind of uh experience of if they want advice that they know they can come and talk to us or you know if something's not quite going right for them we're just there to kind of just steady the ship a little bit more than anything um you know like the, the guys we have the young guys they're you know wise beyond their years really um in in most cases. uh, (laughs) I'm not mentioning any names on that, but I'm sure everyone can guess. Um, But yeah, you know, we're we're just there to kind of steady the ship and if they want the advice, they know they can come and chat to us. And if they don't, then, you know, we we get on with business and go from there.
1: Yeah, most definitely, mate. Well, Debo, um, how is the, just finishing up, mate, how is the rest of the season looking? Obviously, me and Matt spoke last week. Us as fans, you know, we get carried away sometimes. Is it typically the old cliche, one game at a time? Because the aim is going to be that top two. Now we put ourselves in a great position. You think of our last run of league games. What have we won? Five out of the last six, if I'm right. With you know, and you know, we were not disappointed with a draw. But we like walked away from Arpen and thinking, oh, we're kind of getting used to winning now. But when you, when you, when me and Matt scaled it back 24 hours after that game, we're like, Do you know what? That's actually a very good point. How is it as players, mate? Oh yeah, I've been there as a player. I've been there as a as a coach and a manager. And I know you take one game at a time, but now we're coming into like March and April. We see season finishes on April the 22nd. Is it just purely, purely focused now on getting that, getting in that top two in this league and seeing what happens?
2: Yeah, I think obviously with the season coming to a close, um, you know, the, where we finish is a lot more kind of a focus for us, but at the same time, you can only play what's in front of you there and then. So I think, you know our, our our you know main goal is just pick up as many points as we can over the coming games and give ourselves the best chance to be in and around that top two um you know if, if, even if we don't don't make that um the top spot which obviously would be ideal but if we you know finish second we finish third i I back us against anyone in the league above us so um yeah, all we can do is give ourselves the best shot to be in and around it at the uh, end of the season by winning as many games as you can and keeping, you know, keeping those clean sheets going and just start scoring some more goals.
1: But talking of scoring goals, mate, well, i Matt's here and you're here, Davo, not to play agent or nothing, mate, but you might want to put a goal bonus in your contract next year. <laughs> <That's
2: John. up. laughs>
1: well, no chance. <laughs> He's got, you know, he calls you the Roberto Carlos of Dunstable, mate. You're flying down that hey, wing, I'll, mate. I'll,
2: I'll let you in for a secret. I hadn't scored a goal in about five years before this season.
1: And then all of a sudden, boom, see, Matt, you, you got lucky here, Matt. He's saving yeah. yourself a few quid, mate. Joe,
2: Joe asked me if I wanted one. I said, no, there's no point.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, yeah. Davey, you might want to rethink that for next season, mate. Well, Matty, you know we could do some negotiating, uh, Debo, Just a few fun things to finish uh, at the end, mate. Um, we haven't had a player on for a while, so I'm gonna, I'm nicking a few things from soccer. I'm not gonna lie. Who currently out of the squad is the best trainer at the club?
2: Best trainer, uh... probably got to give it to. Oh, I don't know actually. Depends on the day, it can change quite often. Um, you know, Tolly's always putting in a shift, he, he just runs all the time. Um Manny, when you finally get him out of the change room, always puts a shift in and training as well. Why they get him out of the change room? Honestly, so- I've tr- never seen I've never seen someone oil themselves up as much as that man. <laughs> he looks good when he does it, but there's a lot of oil. <laughs>
1: Oh, there's too many images now, Davo. What have you done to me on a first <laughs> second? Come oh, on, mate. Davo, who's, who's the worst trainer at the club? Come on, throw someone under the bus, uh, mate.
2: Okay, Robbie.
1: Oh, Robbie, good mate. Robbie. He'd see, yeah, but he's like a Rolls Royce in the old oh, Robbie. He's like Ledley King. He don't have to train, mate. He doesn't come out of second gear in training. He don't have to. When you're as good as Robbie, mate, you know what I mean? <laughs> he don't have to. Uh... Uh, Davo, I think I'm pretty... I'm going to be amazed at the answer to this question if it isn't who I think it is. Who's the Joker in a pack? Definitely Connor. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Connor is
2: yeah. He's, he's just a different breed. I don't I don't know what he, he takes, what he does, but every time you walk in there, he's doing something, he's the loudest person in there. And then you've got Alfie coming up with a quote from every single T V show you've ever seen.
1: Oh, did we lose him? Oh, hello. Hello, mate. Yeah, we got you. Sorry, mate. There you go. No, hi. Uh, yes, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, Connor. Yeah, mate. He's. he's uh, I, do you know what some of the favourite things standing where we've been? And obviously, you might know this, Dave, but for, like recently, you've been with us. Joe and Connor's relationship during the game, mate. Absolutely cracks me up. You know the ball could be up the other end. Connor's having a chat with the fans behind the goal. He might be looking up at Brad in the gantry, giving him a little wave. But he's just fascinating. But when it when it comes to it, mate, there ain't many better keepers in this league, mate. I'm yeah, telling
2: you now. You know while he's not involved, he's he's switched off in his own little world. But when he's when he's called upon, he's always there for us. So yeah,
1: yeah can't no, complain at all. No, most definitely. Well, David, mate, it's been awesome to have you on the show. A defeat last night, mate, but you know we're gonna do it. Do it in some cup that me and Matt don't really care about, and Joe don't care about. But no, full credit to Leighton. they made the final. But uh, Matt, uh, anything coming up at the club, buddy?
0: Uh, well, first and foremost, just want to thanks the guys for obviously doing their the next leg of their walk over to Leighton last night. Uh, so apparently they they added a little extra to it just to get over that hundred uh, mile mark 100 kilometer mark sorry and um, so if anybody wants to donate towards that they're more than welcome um to donate at Crowdfunder.co.uk forward slash dtfc2 the the money that's going to be going towards um an additional defib for the club as well as you know funding some really good causes locally as uh, secondly you probably have seen uh that are looking for new owners and good luck to them on that. But you do realise that we can you can own a part of Dunstable Town Football Club without uh, needing to put in the thousands of pounds needed to to fund a, a um, Southern League club. So if anybody was interested in becoming an owner and uh, you know seeing what uh, the difference is between us and other clubs locally, uh, please visit the website. And in regards to that, one of the perks that you get is. Uh, a blue card, which allows you to additional discounts and uh, local suppliers and that. And I'm really pleased to announce that we have just signed up with lifestyles.co.uk, uh, who are a national uh, discount, in, um, discount card. And so I've just retweeted the post from them in terms of the partnership that we've created with them. So anybody who has a blue card and is an owner of the club has the opportunity to get additional discounts Across the nation, uh, these are bits and pieces like um, cheap cinema tickets, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, uh, just another reason why you should become an owner of the club. But that's it for me, mate.
1: Uh, nice one, nice one, mate. No problem. Uh, Devo, thanks so much, mate. It's been good. I will definitely catch you on Saturday, mate. I obviously don't usually see much of you before the game. I usually see you just bombing down the wing past me while I'm standing there watching a game of football, mate. So if you score this weekend, mate, don't blame me. I tried to get a goal bonus in your contract.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure my legs can carry me that far anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm
2: sure I
0: think it's quite an easy um, bet that if you do score, do you know what? I'll chuck a goal bonus in this week.
1: Oh, Brett, yeah, there you go. By my own Pocket. Um, so he's
0: leaving like back of
1: the club. Great, uh, God. Right. Now he scores at the weekend. Patrick. At- <laughs> <trigger>. yeah.
2: <laughs> I- We'll talk about that on Saturday, how much you're paying me then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matty, what have you done there, mate? Uh, no, Dave, it's been awesome to have you on, mate. Keep working, honestly, mate. We I mean, it doesn't get... You- it doesn't go unnoticed, mate. Trust me. I know we all have a lot of banter and a lot of stuff, but Saturdays football—it's only non-league football. A lot of people say to me, but you—you know—you guys do mean a lot to us. And what you're doing on a Saturday, mate, and we're climbing the table. We've got a really good manager. We've got—I've been involved in non-league football my entire life. This is probably one of the best groups of players that I've been able to interact with, whether that's on the pitch, off the pitch, coaching, mate. Everything I've ever been involved in, mate. You guys are just—you know—really all-round good dudes. I mean, some of you can't drink for shit, or some of you do drink me under the table on a Saturday night out mate but honestly you, you guys are doing great things mate and for all the like, sometimes the bitching and the moaning that we might do as fans we do truly truly appreciate the effort you guys put in on a Saturday and a Tuesday night mate so keep it going buddy
2: No of course it means so much to us having the support of you guys on a Saturday or Tuesday night you know it doesn't go unnoticed from us at all so all I can say is uh, keep heading out for us and we'll keep doing the job on the pitch
1: Anyway, mate we will definitely keep coming out to support you guys thank you so much for coming on mate i really appreciate it matty we'll be back uh next week doing this all again i'll be back with joe on saturday with my post match till then everybody this has been the talk of the town podcast i've been your host andy burrows with my good friend matt Carrington and super mr carlos himself roberto carlos-esque mr carl davidson gordon till next time everybody up then mighty blues Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to today's Talk of the Town podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. You can find us on Twitter at DTFCpod. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search Talk of the Town podcast.